All right, I think we should probably get started, right? Rock and roll. By the way, I have something I want to do before we do too much. Really? It's right time. Out of the gate? Yeah, I, I do. It's it's important. There we go. It's time. I I just gave you my monthly free free uh, subscription to a channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, that's buddy. right. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Considering I haven't done anything all week and I'm dying inside, but not from still the normal my... like existentialism. Just like <laughs> still my favorite streamer. <laughs> I I really apologize to everybody. Oh, thanks. And Bethesda just gave me a Skyrim pack. Everybody's showering really? me with gifts. Yeah, already. You know, uh, during the podcast yesterday or the stream yesterday with Pete, I got my fir the first time I ever gotten three uh, arena tickets for a Twitch drop. That was kind of cool. That's one of my favorite ones to get now. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I, I used it today. I got for like thirty. Nice. So that's <laughs> special guest Ray Ray Barker. He's joining us today. He's got thirty arena tickets because apparently he doesn't play arena. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, I don't as much anymore, but thank you for welcoming me. Hello, everybody, and hello, Justin and Charma. Yeah, it's great How to have you? you back, man. So like, good, like Justin, I need to get my apologies out of the way right from the beginning. Uh, I miss everybody. I hated missing the majority of this week, uh, both in terms of like content and interactivity, but like this is the sickest I've been since I had swine flu, and I'm also going to apologize ahead of time because there's probably going to be the occasional uh, sniffles or me doing weird stuff, just because I still like have a low-grade fever even sitting here, and I'm trying to just survive because this is a very exciting, very very awesome podcast that I did not want to miss for something like influenza. Yeah. So. And a uh, couple things. First of all, Charmer and I learned that we've both had swine flu, which is kind of a cool connection. Yes. Uh, because the you've, had it, you've had it before. Yeah. The United States is like, has a third world uh, fucking health system. Nice, man. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Was, oh, it was so horrible. It was. It was really painful. Did you take Tamiflu? Uh, I took lots of things. I don't. I was in hospital for most of the time. I don't properly yeah. remember, but I remember it sucked. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was living on the streets, but I got so sick that I went to the ER, and uh, they they were like, "You got you got H one N one." I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if you guys know this or not, but that is actually a requirement for how you join our gang. If you want to be one of the Banish Boys. Nice. You have yes. to get swine flu. That's right. We are the Banish Boys. We are the, the Banish Boys. We we got to give Ray Ray a quick shout out too, as being the only guest who ever had a reasonable enough time here to return for a second show. <laughs> so far, yeah. So far. True. True. Well, thanks. I'm going to give you guys a shout out. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, no, it's always our pleasure, man. You're definitely one of the most interesting deck builders in the Legends community by you know by a significant margin. Interesting is a good word. I like it. That's uh, what I go. That's what I go for, man. <laughs> Immortal King says that he got uh, the Heine, as I called it, H1N1 in 2010, oh. and I honestly think that that might have been. Yeah, I think that's what I, I got I, it too. Mine was like 09010ish. Yeah, 010ish. You must have had it bad. <laughs> that's yeah, that's it. that sounds about right. I think. Yeah, it's... that's sounds right. So somebody asked if we knew about the the what they call it the madhouse 
expansion last week and to that i can only say of course we did madhouse came out in 2016 so That's yes right. we knew about the madhouse expansion last week um, yep. this new thing we don't even know what the <laughs> name of it is so i don't know how we could have known the existence of it ahead of yeah. time well, should we should we come up with our own kind of working title for it uh i've been affectionately calling it the uh forgotten hero collection because the yeah. promo piece that they released that they yeah. slipped justin said something along the lines of uh, i forget yeah. the exact wording like commemorating the the path or the memory of the forgotten hero or whatever right so um i'm sure the choice if, of the wolf or cast down i'm sure if i pull up uh the image on reddit here real quick i can uh quickly is that is that is that the one where you have to choose whether to take the wolf or yeah. Take okay. the good card. Oh, you know what? So I, I hashtagged something Forgotten Hero, and I think the Elder Scrolls Legends Twitter retweeted it. So maybe oh. they're just, they they want the hashtag Forgotten Hero. It's kind of funny. Uh, the the right. image that's on Reddit that Justin shared has the bottom part cropped out. Yeah. Yeah, the, the physical copy I have is a lot more obvious. Yeah, that. I was going to say, I just, I remembered it from his YouTube video. And so, like, yeah. I know it said that in the back. So, like, I don't know what the actual uh, title is, but I've been kind of, as a working title, calling it the Forgotten Hero Collection, like the Madhouse Collection is called as right. such. So, doesn't seem like there's a public announcement about it yet. Oh, not yet, but I'm I, really I, I excited because if pleasantly we're, surprised, yeah, if we're well, working you know, on cards, uh, it's got to be close. There's only twelve cards, so. Us, us banished boys are always getting in trouble, so we, if we find them, <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw it out there for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, like, the, the, the card's got a certain, I suppose, flavor to it, I think, in in Elder Scrolls, I suppose, timeline, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. We, do ha we do have something to show everybody today. Something pretty exciting. Yeah, in terms of there is that. Well, and even just, you know, if we want to take a moment to i guess like make a brief departure right like when you're looking at the art on the image it's all stuff from like throughout the pieces of what we've played in the game thus far right yeah yeah like there's uh art with the dragon there's some clockwork themed stuff uh there's the raiders art if you remember from uh yeah you know close beta the thing that's still available as a deck image, I think. Correct, right? So this is stuff that doesn't... The one guy looks like a Greybeard mentor, right? And then we had the troll. So it's not like it. you look at this and you think, like, oh, there's a, a distinct, like, theme here. Not that you did with Madhouse either, but... Yeah, um, yeah. Like, it would make sense if this was a, like, just a Forgotten Hero collection kind of spanning all of our, our theoretical exploits thus far. Yeah, I mean, because the Forgotten Hero is, you know, the 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 Elder Scrolls character you play in all the games. Well, not in all the games, just yeah. in Legends. Like it's the Legends protagonist. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like I'm thinking, like in Morrowind and in um, in Oblivion, you're like some dude, right? Yeah, you don't even have, you know, the just prisoner. some just some dude. Yeah, the prisoner. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, in Skyrim, you're the Dragonborn. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we're quick shadow. Prisoner, also, you don't find that out till. Yeah. So later on, spoilers. Yeah. Shout out, by the way, to The Prisoner, which is a fantastic show from forever ago. <laughs> Shout out to the movie Prisoners that I really enjoyed with 
Hugh Jackman. Is that Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a good movie. Yeah. Ma- Malibu Barba says, uh, them banished boys always causing trouble for Boss Hog. I'm going to say that them banished boys is always causing trouble for Brahmin Hog. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Oh, yeah. so let me catch you up. Here in the United States, <laughs> Ray Ray, we had a yeah. television show where two redneck racists drove around a vehicle with a Confederate flag on top. And it was like the number one show for years. You're talking about that documentary? Um... <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> yes, in so many ways, yes. It is a documentary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Dukes of Hazards that you're thinking of. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We <laughs> has it here. We had it here. Yeah, that that's what the American South is like. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like I, I didn't, I never really took to the show, but the song is ba- is banging. I think. <laughs> oh, the song is great. Waylon Jennings yeah. has that down. But I gotta say, it's not just the Rest South. It happens here in uh, rural Michigan. In fact, I would I would put our Michigan militia up against the Deep South any day when it comes to scary. Does it come from? Is the show based in Michigan? No, I'm saying that it that like you can find Confederate flags even way up here. Oh, dude, there's a guy down the street from me who has the "Don't Tread on Me" thing. And no, the show show takes place in Hazard County, of course. Well, shit, I didn't mean disrespect them good folks down in Hazard. (laughs) It's. I'm sorry, Ray Ray. No, it's so good. Controlled by Roscoe get this out. P. Coltrane. <laughs> do, do your thing. Do your thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Eh, we're happy to uh, Oh, uh, Delvorius is a youper. Sadly, I am a troll. Um, here, I I live here. This is how everybody in Michigan does their... Like, I live here, whereas he lives somewhere up here. Shout out to anyone that doesn't live in the United States and has no idea what's being said. <laughs> Yeah. Well, one of the great things about being uh, living in the United States is that you forget that the rest of the world exists. <laughs> yeah, fam. So, awesome. uh, that was all before we dive right in, <laughs> yeah. let's uh, let's try to rein it back in. Um, uh, <laughs> let's let's take Ray Ray's skills and abilities and, and put them to use. Uh, let's softball it and talk about the gauntlet before we talk about more juicy stuff so that people get a chance to pile in. And, Absolutely. Uh, we have a gauntlet. It is the Noble Gauntlet, a.k.a. the Scuddler Cup Gauntlet. And uh, I've heard, again, I've been, I'm dead, so I haven't played, but I've heard that it seems to be a lot of aggro decks floating around, but I wanted to know... Um, what uh, either decks you played or what are some alternative decks that you would recommend to people who don't want to play aggro? Is, is that is that at me? Yeah, man, you're smarter and better at this game than both of us. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been call, I've been calling it the nobler own. I know it doesn't like rhyme, but just like the way it says. Yeah. I hope that's not. I hope that's not a chocolate that's only in this country. No, Toblerone is great. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't ever bought it here, but I had it when I was in Germany. Sick, relate relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. Like I, I started off uh, basically just looking through the whole collection and just noting what <laughs> cards were uh, 
enabled entire archetypes, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. There's, 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 a, there's a lot more, um, like, item cards in blue, for example. And both of the, the Drez creatures at four. Um, and way more uh, token, and, well, not way more token enablers, but more token enablers, like Bruno Profiteer um, and Fifth, Fifth Legion and whatnot. Um, and I kind of just went through everything, like... You know, did the, did the scout thing, deck out the two best shouts, and tested that for a bit. And I think the thing that, like on you know, the first day that it was announced, that seemed to be the best was like a lethal archer kind of thing. Okay. Taking yeah. advantage of uh, archer's gambit and the, the scorpion and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Scorpion <laughs> freebooter. And yeah. Yeah, but I was just, I, I, did, I did one run with it. I just found it to be really quite boring. Um, yeah. so, so I played Casino Battle Mage, and that was heaps of fun. <laughs> I might have to give that a shot after this. Yeah, the skaters. How do you feel nice. about Market Archer? Because that's what I wanted to play had I not been dead. I didn't look at it, to be honest with you. Because I looked at the list, and I... I didn't see anything missing that was dreadfully important. All of the main pieces are there. And <clears throat> with epics out of the way, the only support removal tool in the format is Vicious Drag that I would not expect to see. Yeah. So I felt like even in that scenario, you weren't going to be stuck having to hold all your supports until like the turn you wanted to go off. If you've got extra magical lying around, you could likely play them pretty comfortably. And I felt like it had decent anti-aggro tools, like just traditionally between the Skavens and things like that. And so I, I thought that that could have been a lot of fun, but then I yeah. spent like a week in bed or whatever and I haven't played, so. Alright. Yeah, being sick sucks when you're just like not able to do anything, but I can't believe I forgot market. I like... Yeah. I, w I went like I, I even I went to like even sh like shackle assassin and stuff like that, but I forgot market. <laughs> that honestly, Ray Ray, that was my reaction too when he mentioned it. I was like, wow, I had no idea market was not an epic. <laughs> yeah, and it's it has actually has a great name. It just it just gets called market every time. So it's called Swindler's Market, which is amazing. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm all about that. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. So I, I, I did one run so far. I went five and three with uh, just a monk deck that I wanted to play. Um, I, I built it like in ten minutes on Friday because I didn't know what the f hell we were doing on the Bethesda stream. And I was like, Pete's probably going to want to do the do the noble try testing thing, you know. And um, yeah, it was all right. You know, I, I it went okay. It, I, my, you know, like it was just kind of boring, you know. <laughs> like at the, at the rare and common rarities, like there's not a lot of cards that do a whole lot of interesting stuff. There's some, but I, uh, you know, I like to play with my really esoteric, unnecessary cards, and those are mostly epics and rares. <laughs> sure. So where did you get your fix for that in monk? Like, did you get Chanter in there, or what are we talking? Uh, what did I end up end up running? Uh, no, I just went for uh, pretty straightforward sellout, boring stuff. Just a lot of removal, um, um, sh shouts, and uh, curving like topping out the curve with um, Phalanx Exemplar and Sheerpoint Dragon. That card is so good. Yeah, 
I agree. I, I think. I agree. Like, you know, it, you know, I don't. It's no. It's never going to have a Reddit rage thread about it. Actually, you never yeah. know. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I think I think it's getting close to like just based on pure stats, almost an auto include in yellow decks. In yeah. my opinion, it's very strong. Especially since I, it feels like the game has been trending more as the card pool expands towards more and especially since the nerfs to scout like towards more of like a curving out uh best stat line per magic or cost is what you include in your deck kind of thing and uh it fits perfectly into all those decks mm, yeah it really does i i feel like there's i mean like the four the four cost five five uh troll that got revealed um, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like spell sword feels like the most boring class to me but yeah i there kind of already is, you know, like with a mid-range deck, but like, you know, spell sword, like big dudes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Huh, spell sword. I didn't even think about the neutral in spell sword because spell sword was already home of the million four drops. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I just don't enjoy the class. It's like, I don't, I don't say, mind it. I you, just prefer other. Why ones. is there? Well, obviously, in Spell Sword, you're and in any deck that can run yellow, you're gonna choose the new monthly wolf creator, right? Right, Charmer? Uh, I have not yet done my video, but spoiler alert: no, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Are you gonna play the song "Hungry Like the Wolf"? Uh, <laughs> I probably won't because of copyright issues. But as soon as I'm feeling better, ah. I can record my thoughts in a semi-coherent yeah. manner. We can't step on the uh, 35 cents that this video is going to generate, Charmer, and over the next few weeks. <laughs> no, it's mo mostly I just don't want to derail this into me going off about the uh, elsewhere lookout without boobs. Oh, shit. Yeah, fair enough. I, that's, I really that's crazy, because I, I think this card gets plus two, plus two, which is ironic. <laughs> it is a little bit Hang ironic. On. Which one are we talking about? We're talking about... The new card that we are going to reveal—that's what we should we, be talking about. We right? is in us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We we the three of us have a very exciting uh, card, <clears throat> and unlike um, unlike the uh, the troll, which is just a pile of stats, that you know, admittedly very strong pile of stats, this card is going to see play <laughs> in decks that where it's doing something that hasn't been done before. Yeah, it has very interesting implications, and yeah, I I, I haven't really sat down and and thought about them yet because yeah. I only found out about it 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, that's because the but, high quality of uh, production we have here at the podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> then we get a genuine reaction. You know, we can do it in real time. That's Ab true. Absolutely. So, Justin and I yeah. were both kind of tweeting some hints about. <laughs> earlier yeah you know yeah. I, I tweeted my meme that had no context about uh you know a lot of times players will say piercing javelin is broken and i would play it without the prophecy to which dire wolf yeah. said hold my beer that's right um do you want to you want to tell people what the attribute is ray ray which one we're showing off from the pictures absolutely so it would suck if i had the wrong one here but does it start with a Y? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> That's a color. Sure, it's the yellow one. <laughs> Dude, I, I still sometimes struggle to remember what color each attribute is, like what their title is. Oh, Ray Ray. Yellow. Ray Ray, I don't have the willpower to keep from coughing when I, you make me laugh like that, man. Oh, so clever. Oh, that's, that's peak that jerk. I know, I know. Yeah. But like, I think I think the hype is you know, with this card is a willpower. It is a willpower card. Yes. And, uh, so what, 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 what happens now? Do we go next? Like, can I reveal that it's a unique support? I mean, you can, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> what a what a fucking twist, dude! <laughs> what, what card does Ray Ray have? What, Did we send him the wrong picture? <laughs> what? Because that's not just a dragon, is it? It's not just a dragon. No, no. But you know, it's funny because uh, the the Banished Boys are are kind of uh, kind of big on uh, on banishing boss dragons. <laughs> yeah, we are. And I th and I think this card is going to further our mission to. Pull one over on old people boss. Said, people said, "Look, we're tired of these dragons in our walls, yeah. yes, eating our food, their pests. Yep. We want them banished." And we went, "Okay, okay, we got right. you some banish." And yep. you guys went, "Well, but what you actually got us was Tusk Bristleback, and we don't like that." To which we yeah. said, "Okay, fair <laughs> enough, boss Bristleback. <laughs> fair enough. We we should we should probably get another." Way yeah. to banish things. So, do we, we gotta wanna... step up, our, step up our banish game. Do we want to drum roll? Well, uh, <laughs> wow, Ray does the best drum roll. That was pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> right, here, here we go. Let's see it. Boom. I hate that there's a delay. <laughs> passed into time. It is a five-cost willpower action, and it says yes. banish a creature. And all creatures from its owner's deck with the same name as that creature. That's right. Yeah, this is this is gonna see some serious play. Yep, banish what, from play. What's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Like, obviously, it's, it's competing with, uh, you know, with piercing javelin. Yeah. Yeah. Support mage is what comes to mind for me. Support. I think this card, you know, marginally improves the support mage versus uh, rage archer matchup. Yeah, okay, the so very first thing I said to Justin is really interesting. Defang's journey. Be yeah. Between the wolf and then this card, I said to Justin, sometimes I think they balance willpower cards around making all of the good stuff cost four or five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if this if this was any cheaper, it'd be insane. And yeah, six. Uh, I agree. No, 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 six would be too much. Five is I right. I agree. I think five puts it into you know constructed playable. Yeah. So so you said support mage before, and you think you're thinking against rage archer. Would that kind of go across most like slow deck matchups or? Yeah, I, I think that just kind of like uh, hitting your Marak at the right time in the yellow control versus yellow control matchup can be huge. I think hitting the right targets with cast into time, I think the existence of this card is going to create a lot of new tension in the control on control mirror. Oh god. This this is what I was uh, immediately... <laughs> well, leads are more conceding early in control mirrors. Dude, I hope not. I like playing 30 minute games. <laughs> so there's some things to note here, right? The first is yeah. that it, it hits uh, a creature... 
and then everything in the deck. So it doesn't touch hand, right? Just like Black Dragon. But right. what's interesting, and we did not get any information one way or the other uh, from the devs, is, and I think this honestly, in my opinion, makes or breaks how well this card finds its way into the meta, is whether or not Banish triggers Last Gasp. This is the first time oh. we've had Banish from play. And if Banish doesn't trigger Last Gasp, I will play this just to not have to take five from a Sower of Revenge all day long. Yeah, I, I think it does. Mm, I'm, I'm think, leaning towards it, it not doing that. I think that if it's good enough to stop Sower, then it's good enough to see play. And yeah. then if, yeah. it, if it does still trigger Last Gasps, then it's really questionable. So, mm. like, like Swords to Plush is essentially... Like, Exa exactly, yeah. I would guess that it does not trigger last gasp. Right. Because yeah. what does what does Tusk Bristleback say on it for banish? Let's get, <laughs> let's get the exact let's get the exact wording well, up it, on it. it banish, the Bristleback just banishes stuff in the discard pile, though. This is the first time we're banishing something that's in play. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know, I know that. I was more just trying to get the exact wording on it so yeah. that um. Like what the the reminder text is so for banish. My yeah, my suspicion exactly. is is that it won't trigger last gasp <clears throat> just because this is a game that's developed by a lot of uh, old MTG pros, and if you've yeah. played Magic: The Gathering, I imagine banish is going to function an awful lot like exile does in Magic. And in Magic, you can destroy a creature or you can exile it, and things that are exiled do not touch the graveyard and thus do not trigger any of those effects. I agree. And so I imagine it'll be the same thing but again like there's enough good last gasp creatures um i know i've been running house kinsman again in my assassin builds i know sower of revenge has certainly risen in popularity with warrior as of late i know that eclipse baroness mm -hmm. in certain matchups is kind of annoying yeah even tazcad like yeah tazcad still does six but that's a big blow to tazcad um yeah i think that if it doesn't trigger the last gasp like i expect it not to uh, this card is certainly yeah. playable at that point for sure. I mean, just off the top of my head, right? Like, I want to hit Sower. I want to hit Eclipse Baroness. I want to hit, you know, in some situations, I want to hit uh, <clears throat> um, Cauldron Keeper or uh, the 2 4 for 3, you know, that Sport Mage uses. Um, I want to hit, like, there's just so many good targets. You know, Vigilant. Alchemist. Vigilant Giant, yeah, Tower Alchemist. Um, something that got Galand. <laughs> yeah, okay, so problematic, like, problematic creatures in matchups. Like, I'm thinking right. if m my Markov Bannerman got hit by this and I was playing Merrick, I'd be pretty pissed off. Yeah, exactly. But I have, I'd have to, because... So the keyword is just removed from game. So it's not associated with destroy at all. So I'm coming around to yeah, yeah. It's it it, it yeah it, it it dodges last gasp. Right. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's also worth noting that this is almost strictly just a control tool, right? Like your right, mid range right. mage doesn't want to give up the the potential free javelin off of like a fate waiver or something in right, favor right. of this um they don't want the game to go long enough where you're going to run into the other ones um, yeah this is you know it's like justin said at the beginning i think this is probably like a support mage thing 
Um, yeah. This is for control mirrors where you're trying to make sure that something isn't going to get, uh, you know, journey to Sovereign Guarded. Um, right. So are you, are you thinking you'd run it as like a um? Actually, no, I won't frame it as a question. I'll, I'll add, I'll add, I'll add to the discussion. I'm, th- I'm thinking like either a fourth or fifth javelin that kind of has extra utility, leaning I, I, more towards fourth, the way the meta game is at the moment. Yeah, in some metas this is a lot better than others, but in some metas I think this is javelins one through three. Right. Okay. So, so like I'm. At the moment, where it's very, very mid-rangey, a lot of big creatures coming at you, and right. absurdly, and, abs- and absurdly greedy control decks. Yeah. Somehow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where does it sit on that spectrum for you? Um, I would say right now it's it's a two of alongside piercing javelin, right? Because like, even if you steal one percent of your games with uh. Piercing Javelin Prophecies. I feel like the meta is balanced enough around, you know, a limited number of decks, but balanced enough that uh, that one percent increase in your win rate is going to be worth it over cast into time. That said, like, I feel like this really addresses some of the weaknesses that a deck running uh, Piercing Javelin just as a control tool, um, never to clear a blocker. Uh, this really benefits those decks because of the way it combats Last Gasp. I believe combat's last gasp, and uh, you know, inc- not in- not incidentally, impacts future journeys. Yeah, or or, or yeah, Soltairs, other kinds of recursion. Like uh, who was right. it? Griffin Griffin mentioned uh, banishing giant bat, which yeah, uh, in that in that particular matchup, perhaps not that uh, not super useful, but it does take it does take. It, it it does have that application. Yeah. And yeah. There, there are decks that rely on 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 doing it exactly that. And yeah, I think it'll you be know, exciting to see where it goes. You know, not like yeah, earth earth shattering, world changing right. kind of card, but unique. I agree. I wonder if I wonder if you get to look. It wouldn't. It would just. It it would just uh, remove them all for you, right? Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's like magic where you get to search their library for it. Yeah, totally. And it doesn't. It doesn't. Of, of course, doesn't take cards from their hand. That would be insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and actually, well, to be honest, I, I wish it would hit the cards in the hand as well. I mean, it's I think pr- it would cause more. Crazy. It would cause some <laughs> some serious feel bad moments, and like I'm glad that from that perspective they didn't. But as far as like what I want to do with this card goes. <laughs> Like, look, I mean, I, I have a pretty good win rate with support mage against almost everything except, like, Journey. And I feel like hitting Eclipse Baroness with this is going to be one of the most satisfying plays I've ever made in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the sort sure. of thing you want to hit in a control mirror, right? Again, this yeah. is... This is, for me, like, it's a control tool, and it's for mostly, likely, <clears throat> control mirror stuff like Baroness and Parthenax. Um, or, like I said, the, the Sower of the Revenges, the things that are meant to, like, yeah. really put the intense pressure on you. Same thing, right. like, if you've managed to survive, like, even, you know, roughly with half your health against Sorcerer or something, and you can pick off, like, uh, a Bone Daddy with this, 
or something like that, right? Like, if you can pick off the finishers that you know your opponent's earning multiples of, I think that that's helpful. Yeah. But again, I, I honestly can't imagine a scenario where you need to play this more than once or twice a game. So I, unless something changes and we get to an ultra greedy meta, I can't imagine running this as a three of right now. Unless I'm missing yeah. something, I think this is a one or a two of in, in most cases that you want to run it. And then even then it's, again, like, I would picture this as control control mage or control monk as a tech choice as like a one or a two of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because like people are saying, drawing a comparison to to memory wraith, and I I think it's better than that, because like five cost five fives are always just that, but a removal spell, you know, in index where they're not going wide, can be great. You know, it's like hit a house hit a house Kyle. Yeah, that, that's not nothing. <laughs> I agree. I like it. You know, I like, uh, I like too. So, and I, I've said this before in this podcast. Like, I like when there's a real choice to be made, like at a casting cost, right? Where it's not like, well, I'm running Hive Defender at four, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I like that. I, in my opinion, it's a, it is a real choice. Like, do I play Cast in Time? Do I play Piercing Javelin? How many of each do I run? I, I like those kinds of decisions. And I like the fact that it's going to be contingent upon what you're seeing a lot of, right? So let's say that you're at one rank, and I, by the way, I've noticed I'm not in frame. But, yeah, I know. Uh, I, yeah. I'm working on it. I can move. I got, no, I got your fam. Okay, good looking at Anyway, uh, us, yeah, best shot us, of us, us Spanish boys got each other's backs, man. That's right, brother. Um, anyway, I, I just like that uh, you know you can pick the five drop removal spell that suits you, and I think having that kind of option is makes for more interesting deck building experiences. Yeah, I agree. Is, is there any situation you can think of in which uh, a deck that's not slow, <laughs> a non-control deck essentially, is playing it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, world. I mean, like, I can imagine a world where that would happen, like a world where Last Gasp Assassin gets the tools to be the craziest deck in the game, and you need to screw up their altar chains. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I was thinking like, I was thinking like maybe like higher than rank eleven. So I know we said yeah. it before, but <laughs> no, I, I, I kid. I, no, I, I get still... it. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I still that see. One, uh... That one missed the mark. I still see mentions of bats in chat, and I know that a lot of people seem to have PTSD from that, but I think you need to remember that I don't think you run this in a deck that needs to take care of the bats. Um, I don't think this is an aggressive card, and if you're playing a control deck, like 7-7 seven, yeah. seven draining giant bats aren't necessarily your problem, because like, you're not... They're not needing to gain health, so they're not bringing back their bats. They're bringing back their baronesses and their other things. Like, I don't think that this ends up being the the kill the bat tool. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that you still might do that. Like, I feel like... I mean, well, I've, like, mainly been more, I've more been on the scout side of the, the coin lately, but, like, just killing control mage with charged creatures is... Certainly not a bad way to go about things. Yeah, I mean, hitting a... What's the 5-4 orc with charge? That, that usually has charge? I think hitting... Headhunter. Headhunter. What orc headhunter is a totally reasonable hit with this. It's arrow for us. Yeah, but... So right. here's here's the part you have to remember, <laughs> though, right? You know. <clears throat> it yeah, will yeah. only remove... 
the one that's in play and then the ones from the deck. It does not right. touch things already in the grave, right? So right. if somebody sure. plays bat number one and they crash it into something early, right? So they play the 2-2 two -two and they crash it. And they play another one later and then they crash it. And then they start yeah. doing this stuff. Like, there's a good chance that this just doesn't get you the value on a bat. And if you're already, if they're already at the point where they're playing seven seven bats, then like they've already hit you for seven. This doesn't stop the seven charge either. Like, I just feel like this is not the tool for stopping bats any more than it is. Well, I mean, like here's the thing: like it's not unreasonable right to hit a bat with it in the right situation but uh, uh the minute your opponent even as an inkling you're playing this card like their first two bats get charged into your creatures and they go to the discard pile right yeah was, and they just, they safely assume you're not running this and the blue bristle back right i'm not gonna say here here's what i'm trying to get at right i'm not gonna say you're never gonna use this on a bat i'm saying you yeah. should not put this in your deck solely for bats i think that's I the, the wrong I agree. The wrong uh, method. Yeah. It is a Galen counterplay. So Mac, Milov, uh, Mac Milanov, God, I can't talk. I'm so out of it. Uh, yeah. In chat says Galen's <laughs> counterplay. That is legit. If you pay close attention um, when they play yeah. Galen, you can usually see which card they highlight in their hand when they're going through the selection process. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. If you wait for them to play that card and then nuke it, it will nuke all of the buffed copies from their deck. It is very much a Galen counterplay. Whether or not that matters, who knows? But in a control right. mirror, sure, that probably does. Especially if they're copying Parthenaxes or something silly. Yeah, it does. It does give you information as well. Like if yeah. only if only one card, one extra card gets banished, for example. Right. It's like, yeah, right. count the count is, the cards. Is the person deck. only playing two of, of of X, or do they have one in hand, or right? I think there's uh, I think there's some utility for it there, and I I am I am fond of crediting people, but I I missed who said it, but someone brought up, uh, do you ever want to banish one of your own creatures? Um, hmm. I mean, I can imagine situations, right? Four cards left in deck, two of them are not the card you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it's not an impossible scenario. Sure, sure. Well, I and I suppose the most important question is, is that Alduin? Yeah, I'm pretty are, sure I it's... would assume so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. You know, I just realized, it, like, uh, was it AJ who, like, a week ago sent us a message about, like, get ready for dragons? It's yeah, we... but he was just high as shit. I don't think he was talking about Tessel. <laughs> well, and I mean, because we got the Dragon Orc card, I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah no, did he? Did he say that? Yeah. See. That's cool, because, yeah, that's something I'm looking at in terms of, like, you know, speculating about overarching flavor, I suppose, or theme... Right, so so far so far we don't have one, right? Like the other car is what Blackreach Troll or something like that. Yeah, Blackreach yeah, is in Skyrim, so there is that. Is it Blackreach? Let's see. I'll just I'll open Reddit. <laughs> I think it's Blackreach Troll. 
Blackreach, by the way, one of my favorite places to, to hang out in uh, Skyrim. I like uh, coast. Uh, Flying Eel asks the most important question, which is, can you banish face? Uh, you can, just not with this guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Bleak Coast Troll. troll. Yeah, right. Bleak Coasts. Let's see where Bleak Coast is. Bleak Coast Troll. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it's... It's oh, actually it, it, like a... Uh, Bleak Coast is in Skyrim as well. How to explain it? Yeah. You know, like those, like I, I, like in 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 MTG, they have like you know masters sets, kind of yeah, like that, yeah. where it's you know, like iconic kind of cards yeah. from from what have yous. Yeah, I agree. That would be cool. Uh, you know, years from now when we have a bigger set, bigger pool of cards to have a draft format that was just like the highlights. Absolutely, and if you look at the like the you know in in Skyrim the sky, the way mm -hmm. it's got like the, the constellations and stuff. Yeah, I can. I might be going a little deep here, but I can see like behind Eldorin, the you know the shimmery stuff in the sky. I have a feeling yeah. that's going to look sick premium. Oh, I agree. I agree. So maybe I, I can see the rocks and the the ground swell kind of looking cool too. So somebody asked uh, if there was a release date yet, and somebody asked, uh, said something about there isn't a name yet. So uh, we did some hard investigative work. <laughs> I, I went and uh, I asked, I asked a bunch of questions on your guys' behalf. Um, this, yeah, this, he did. This, this is this is my uh, my list of questions, all all for you guys, right? All yeah. Right, so here we go. We had. Uh, I feel required to ask if we know the official name of the set, the release date, does it accompany any new game modes like Madhouse did? Do we get bonuses for pre-ordering? Uh, do we know the price and money or gold? And we have some answers that we would like to share with you. So here you go. Some pretty sweet answers. Yeah, and by by we, I had no part in this. And that was it. <laughs> so feel free to share with everybody everything. Uh -huh. Yeah. In case you missed it here, let's go ahead and let's cover that again. I can't believe we just revealed all the cards in the set. Oh, sorry. I'm told there was a technical difficulty screen that popped up. I don't know. They... Uh, I don't know what to do about that. I'm sorry. The full spoiler's not coming up? Yeah, I guess we'll have, we'll have to work it out next time. Okay, that's too bad. <laughs> you got Bethesda. Yeah. <laughs> in in nice. all seriousness, I uh, I would say it's safe to assume the expansion comes out in two weeks or less. Yeah, I mean, wow, there's, really? there's only 12 cards, and they've already shown two of them. Pete said yeah. on the Bethesda stream with Justin that they likely will not show all of the cards before the release. Yeah. Um, he also said that it was there was a chance it would be released before he even streamed again. Yeah. And so I don't know when the next Bethesda well, stream does, is. That, that, does, that doesn't say much. Well, he, he usually, <laughs> I mean, Pete's usually pretty consistent with his streaming schedule. Yeah, he streams most Fridays. So, oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. In that in that case, I withdraw my remark. Well, that's just you're always watching the Spanish Drop Guy, man. Like you got to change channel once in a while. I am the Spanish Drop Guy. Dios mío! <laughs> exactly. 
El drops. <laughs> El dropo. Yeah. So I will say, I will say that there's a bunch of cards still left that I want to know what they are. Um, I I told Justin when I saw the image that there were a number of things that were jumping out at me, even without any additional like info or context, like seems entirely benign but that 4-4 neutral for 4 that looks like Greybeard Mentor stands out to me a ton yeah I agree because like normally your neutral cards are like weak or understated and that's the most reasonably statted neutral card I've seen in a while so if he has yeah. any text that's at all like interesting I'm already <clears throat> intrigued 4-4-4-4 uh, four, 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 four <laughs> is super interesting and neutral I mean like really interesting to me honestly yeah uh, we don't know what the rest of the stats are, but a two-cost agility Argonian that has at least three attack uh, without seeing the text interests me a lot. Um, and obviously uniques are going to like probably do cool stuff, so there's hype there. But what, all, the other one that stands out is the four-cost neutral support. And you know it's a support because you can see the band. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious what kind of like neutral support we're going to get as well. So... Yeah, me too. Well, that's quite interesting because so for people that are newer, so so for example, I wasn't around when Madhouse was released. I yeah. obviously can't speak for everybody, but I imagine there's a few of us out there. Yeah. Um, what was what what was the the environment like? You know, before and after. <laughs> um, that's a good question. It was the second age of, of, of Legends open, uh, open beta, because it was post-Histgrove. Yeah, okay. so the environment back then yeah. are... <laughs> the environment back then was Control Mage, Archer. Yeah, Control Mage, Archer. There was uh, a pretty viable action assassin. Uh, that yep. was actually at the time when Prophecy Assassin was still floating around. So before Prophecy yeah. Battle Mage was a thing, Prophecy Assassin ruled the land. And a then, lot of ramp sorcerer, uh, even though it wasn't a great deck. And then his his grove scout, um, yeah. those were pretty much like your meta. Um, and then Madhouse Collection released, and we got Chaos Arena uh, as well as part of that update. And yeah. afterwards, uh. the only thing that started to see a little bit of play, and I say a little, was uh, orcs, <clears throat> and there was some like item experimentation. But I, I want to say it was legitimately like a month, almost a month and a half before like real experimentation hit. And then everyone Well, I mean, like, was it that long? Cuz I I think like people, I feel like in Jan I feel like in January of that year I hit Legend 6 with Ultimate Monk. <laughs> I didn't think that that was Or was that February? I thought that was February. Okay, that was in February. Because okay. I think that people were trying it, but like I guess I should say yeah. that like it wasn't that experimentation wasn't happening, but things were not refined. Yeah. And then after yeah. people had time to like refine it, then you started seeing like Alter Monk popped up, and that was really popular for a, a bit. And then CV popularized sorcerer. Item Sorcerer. Yeah. Uh, Mark mm -hmm. Archer started floating around. There was a whole bunch. Yeah. Whole bunch okay. Of well, what what was like the best of these? Like, was was there anything that was like a standout? Because like, I mean, or orcs. I can't imagine playing orcs without stone without stone shard orc like that thing. Yeah, I mean, nobody played right? orcs until stone shard came out. I mean, like they played them in closed beta for a lot of reasons, but 
since then, nobody played orcs until Stone Shard. In fact, the very first cosplay video I did was in January or February, playing orcs with that card. Okay. Yeah, because well, orcs, orcs didn't have, uh, like, the tempo required to be played back then. And there was other things that occurred. I think people forget. Right. There was other things that occurred with Madhouse. It wasn't just the release of the cards. But yeah. Morkel Gatekeeper didn't used to have Prophecy. And with yeah. that update, they gave that Prophecy... They gave one extra health to Rothgar Artisan. Um, yep. they, they they did a bunch of things to Rothgar try to... Rothgar Artisan. Yeah, it still doesn't oh, see play the... now, but... It yeah. does. Along with other things that probably shouldn't. I, I was a big advocate, actually. I remember talking about this a lot back then for giving Rothgar Artisan prophecy. <laughs> you know, if it was still the, the old version without the extra health, I actually think that would have been fine. Yeah. Which the so it, it's a two three that gives a creature plus one plus one now. Right? Yeah, it used to it used to be a two two. We own the sky. Asked if there was any words on adjustments yeah. coming with this expansion. Uh, yeah, I can go over those in detail real quick. Are you ready? Yeah, this is all the information that we've been given that we're allowed to share. So pretty much everything you see on screen, that's what we can cover. Right. Some pretty yeah. extensive stuff on there. I mean, make sure you tell your friends. That's all we got. It's, I mean, like, and and that change in particular, the one on the top left, that's insane. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, because that that's what because what I was trying to do was kind of get an idea for what that was like historically for someone who, who um, wasn't around for it, you know. So it was it was. I, I mean, I look back on it as noteworthy because it was the first time that uh, that Bethesda reached out to the content creating community. Mm -hmm. And they gave us all the week before it came out. This is how we got spoiled. Like they re they revealed like half the cards, and then they gave some content creators beta access to their beta servers yeah. with new account with new accounts. And we got to play Chaos Arena and screw around with the new cards for a while. Like that's how we discovered the Burn and Pillage nerf, right? Isn't yeah. that you, you figured that out, right? Uh, I think it was me and Bradford Lee because him and I were both combing through. Right. Like everything, we learned about uh, burning pillage nerf, and there was something else. I'd have to go back through the Reddit thread. I was literally updating them like while yeah. I was live. And fun fact, then um, at E3 last year, that's when there was the Legends presentation, right? Uh, With... E3 was when we got what? Heroes of Skyrim announced. Um, where Pete got up, and there was that big video they showed and stuff. Yeah, that was okay. The the screenshots of CVH and I playing are from that preview event with Chaos Arena. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we got to play with uh, Bethesda and Direwolf people. Yeah. Who was good? Uh, turns out Maricon's pretty good. Yeah, Maricon beats the shit out of us all the time. Yeah, he's pretty good, huh? Yeah, but we, uh, I don't know, I mean, I had a bunch of seven win runs, and then I just, you know, the accounts they give you have, like, 20,000 gold on them, so I just oh. kept trying, I just kept trying over and over again to draft a monocolor deck, and... <laughs> oh, yeah, I remembered all the gold. We had, like, a ridiculous amount of uh, gems, too, and I feel like I crafted only premium stuff. <laughs> like, I yeah, burned yeah. through, I burned through all of my crafting materials, and then I didn't have enough to make the deck I wanted to test, and I was like, oh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, so as far as, like, what the meta was like, you know, it was, we were four or five months, in, six months maybe even into open beta. Um, the, you know, the initial, they had stopped doing recently the paying professional hearthstoners to stream the game. 
Because I think they stopped doing that in like October or November. Huh. I'm sorry about I'm sorry about the cat. Yeah, it's that time of night. Yeah, no. One, I'm happy that the cat has finally made a reappearance on the cast. And two, yeah. I was just laughing because you said Hearthstoners, and it made me yeah, same. think of something else entirely. Uh, yeah, we can't we can't talk. I've about never that. I've, ne I've never heard the, I've never heard the term before. Hearthstoners. No, what's, look. What's the collect What's the collective noun for a group of Hearthstoners? Uh, Hearthstoni. <laughs> Pretty sure Hearth, Hearthstoners is the collective. It's like, yeah. it's like, it, it, it's like Moose and Meese. That is Malakat. So Sandra's out of town. I'm home alone, and Celine likes attention around ten o'clock every night. So that's why she meows during the podcast. <laughs> that's cool. I like cats. Me too. She's our. You know, we don't have kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> We spoil yeah, the me, shit out of that cat. <laughs> me neither. I'd, def I'd get a cat, but kids, not really my thing. Yeah. Same here, man. I'm not big on kids. Um, sorry, I cut you off there. Oh, no, saying? I was going to say. Um, anyway, so, like, the game was in a little bit of a lull, and, like, Madhouse came out of nowhere. You know, like, they announced that something was happening, and, like... A, they revealed some cards, and then a week later, we were playing the preview events, and, the, and then like two or three days later, the, the entire set came out. Yeah. In fact, I think they announced it was coming out on a Thursday, and they ended up releasing it on Wednesday. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it was a very fast timeline. Uh, that was our first experience with what I would call uh, the Bethesda, Bethesda marketing experience in general. Um, right. Like, I've always uh, like known that they do this from their other titles, from their single-player titles. Like, if you follow Bethesda... It shouldn't be any secret that they don't like to announce things until they're so close to being finished that they could just demo it to anybody. Like, it's just the way they operate. And I know that that's very weird in, like, the CCG market and things like that, but it's just how they've always done things. But it was my first, yeah. like, first-hand experience where they literally, like, they sent us an email and then, like, less than a week later, the expansion right. was out and we had done a bunch of stuff. Um, I feel like... I feel like Charmer, you and I might have been talking on Twitter about like, did you just get a message yes. from somebody and you're like, I don't, I don't know if I'm being trolled or whatever. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think I told that on the podcast before, where like when I got the email yeah. from Scapes, I had to track him down on Twitter and confirm it was real because I just didn't believe it, and I was definitely yeah. talking with Justin. And... Yeah. By the way, I'm sure I feel like last January we were talking about starting a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was probably about that long ago. I, I think it was shortly after Madhouse when we had our very first discussion about we should do a podcast, and then it took like yeah, yeah. ten months later. And I, I think, because I think around that time I started writing articles, like that column that I wrote for Between the Lanes, because I just wanted to do something else. Yeah. So, so it's this. This is this is the 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 immediate future. Like, this is, this yeah, is yeah. Next, next season will be affected by this. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind it's out in February. Oh, yeah. There's... Barring some sort of catastrophe. I mean, I guess... I guess I yeah. shouldn't say that there's no way it's not released by February because <laughs> nuclear holocaust is a thing. Meteors are a thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing nuclear holocaust more likely than meteor at this point. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's hard, hard telling. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, um, yeah, both would be bad. Uh, that's why. 
comment on that, I suppose. I think well, we, we bring you in for that hard-hitting insight. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. I suppose I'm a bit just like... Uh, I was I was thinking like, you know, a month or something, but... No. You know, yeah. That 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 soon is, is Yeah. I don't even I don't even know what to say. Yep. I'm a little I'm a little taken aback. Surprised. It's gonna Pleasantly. be exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Because it's the best time to play in a ladder. New shit comes out, people play new stuff. And it makes old stuff that isn't tier one that much more viable for a few days because people are playing new stuff that's not tier one. <laughs> it's just a great time to have some fun on the ladder. Right? Yes. I look forward to it. Yeah. Six. So, what um, are there any spots in the game? I mean, I know this is a bit of a not you know out there, but a bit of like a wishful question. Like, I yeah, feel yeah. like I feel, I feel like you guys have pretty solid sense of intuition. Do you feel like there are any holes that need to be that, that could do with filling at the moment? Any get any gaps plugged? Uh, hmm. I mean, I. I certainly feel that's the case, but that's the sort of discussion between a man and his wife. So, <laughs> uh, in terms of legends, um, yeah, I mean, I think there are more, certainly more things that need to be explored. You know, we've barely touched on, like, discard pile manipulation, in my opinion. I think that there's a lot more transform yeah. mechanics um, one of the episodes of The Forge that I had drawn up a long time ago, but I, uh, I never actually put it into video because I was having a hard time with the editing process to articulate my train of thought. But um, in Magic mm -hmm. the Gathering, there are creatures that have like levels on them, right? And as they level up, they gain new abilities. And I really liked the idea oh. of having a cycle of cards, one per attribute in Legends that had think like treasure hunt right but instead of treasure hunt it's like requirements to level up and there's multiple versions so like the first is like you play the cheap level one version and it might be like equip it with an item or something right and then once it's equipped with an item it keeps the stat buffs or whatever but it becomes the level two version with a new set of requirements and it might go up through i don't know three levels five levels or whatever um and it would be like this idea of taking a an Elder Scrolls hero and leveling him up through through gameplay, right? And you could use the transform mechanic um, to like represent those changes. And it would be cool if there was a cycle of them for each attribute, and each one like represented the uh, the things that stand out about that attribute, if you will. I always thought that would be kind of a cool gimmick. Three levels is probably enough. I don't think you want to make things too complex, right? So just like you play a cheap level one guy, he meets some requirements, you get a level two version, you meet second steps, and it becomes like a badass or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in chat saying like kind of like Delphine. Absolutely. But I think that... Um, but, but playable. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Delphine is uh, also re like really cool, and she was a great first step, but I think that... Uh, Delphine was obviously made before we had something like Treasure Hunt where you, we get the like little check marks, right? So like yeah. to me that was always what was missing and that's what I, when I was trying to do this for my episode of The Forge, I was trying in my head to work out like how they would represent meeting the steps for the level up thing. 
Um, so I think that needs to be there. I think that they need to do something with our personal player level. Again, uh, we've talked about in my Discord and here in the past and whatever, either upping the level cap, doing a prestige mode. Uh, if they do another expansion, giving us um, more like cards we unlock. Because like, let's be honest, like when you first start this game, that was one of the things that I thought was really cool and felt very Elder Scrolls-y, right? Like, I'm progressing, like, yeah. through the Elder Scrolls I, I leveling agree. up. And so I think that that could be leveraged a little bit more um, in terms of yeah. uh, gameplay Wait, mechanics. R RP RPG it more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I see, I see what you mean, yeah. I mean, as far as, like, what the, where the future of the game's going, though, I mean, like, I think the future of the game is the in-game tournament client like that's what that's what's next that's the thing they've talked about the most that hasn't happened yet okay because so i feel like i might have i might have missed part of the conversation there like what's um what, what's the, the, the that's being worked on that, that you that you know about or here from let me let me put everything up on screen that we're allowed to talk about <laughs> yeah <sighs> <laughs> um we, we know we know that uh, we know that from the discussion that Pete had with us when he was a guest on the podcast that right. he had talked yep. about one of the burdens, one of the steps like required before that you know we could just like call this an esport. And I think AJ talked about this too in his interview with uh, Justin. So if you haven't watched that, I highly recommend it. Um, mm -hmm. Is that you can't just like call something an esport, but there are certain things uh, that just like you don't really think about but have to be there right like being able to spectate but see both players hands uh even our spectate yep. mode now for example if i'm spectating somebody and they play like moment of clarity i can't see their cards that they're choosing between stuff like that so yeah having you know an in-game tournament client where people can organize the games um issue like brackets uh do that kind of spectating i know is something that they Deck have registration Deck yeah, registration. deck registration, yeah. So those are things that they have publicly mentioned uh, in the past that they want to get as hurdles crossed before they take that next step and that next evolution. Um, so if they're talking okay. about it publicly, then I can only assume it's because uh, it's on their list of things to be working on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like that particular point I had missed, that that was something that was you know publicly stated as a goal yeah i think that our podcast was when it they spoke about it the most yeah because I, I, I asked the question if i remember correctly yeah i can't maybe, remember i don't maybe remember. My, maybe, maybe my memory is not as good as i think it is yeah you and me both brother <laughs> i only have a short memory because of the intense flu meds that i'm on I've got pinpoint mental accuracy, as evident by my losing streak last night. I tried playing a handful of games on the ladder because I hadn't played all week and I missed it, and it went horrible. Nice. What did, what did you play? Uh, I mean, just, like, my standard stuff. Um, I, I ended up getting back some ground on Tempo Assassin, but I was, like, I was doing really well on Midsork, and by really well, I mean I'd get people to, like, closing out a victory and then just get wrecked. I was playing... Uh, against uh, Nerazuri, for example, and he was on this like mid-range battle mage that just also runs Merrick, 
And I basically yep. get him to where I've got him dead to rights. He's like dead the following turn, and he drops Merrick on a full lane that Dragon masks his Merrick, and it gives like stuff in his lane guard and shackles my stuff and like just blows me out with that high roll and it was like that all night like i couldn't buy i couldn't yeah. buy a break and between that and not being able to think straight like i think i played 10 games and then called it and i was just like i'm i can't do it yeah ouch so, sounds... i made some ground back on assassin because that's that deck's still really good i mean i think that the decks were still performing fine it was just me not really being with it combined with uh some bad breaks and it was sometimes you just gotta know when to call it well you, you probably yeah, yeah. you probably didn't get the ring enough well yeah i mean it's 100 percent that the ring is <laughs> the ring is okay Sorry. yeah well yeah because i like i like to get other people's perspective on like not only like you know what they're playing but kind of what they're seeing and how they perceive the meta game. Yeah. That kind of thing is interesting to me. Although, tell me to shut up if uh, if I'm derailing. No, no, no. Dude, there's no way to derail this show. It's, it's literally impossible. Well, it's good to know. We've talked more about Legends, actually, this episode than we have in months. <laughs> Legitimately the truth, yeah. Yeah. Dude, when Frank Lepore was on, we talked, <laughs> we talked about fucking Justice League for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Trader says, further proof that Nera is the best Merrick player. Hey, listen, I wouldn't even be comfortable talking about that ass-whooping publicly, except for Ian Bits went to use the restroom. He was live. I wasn't. I was just hanging out because my head was killing me. And yeah. I Ooh. wasn't playing on ladder. And then somebody said something about, why aren't you trying to get to number one? And I was like, all right. So, like, I haven't played in a week. Maybe I should try to make, like, some progress. So I start playing some games. Ian goes on break, so he decides to spectate me. So it's actually on his stream. If you want to see my my absolute ass-whooping high roll, go see Ian Bits's, uh vodcast from last night. And I can't tell you the timestamp or anything, but yeah. uh, you will witness a murder. It was a disgusting high roll. So. You know, actually, that reminds me of the last thing I wanted to talk about. That's <laughs> that's legends related this week. Um, I really enjoyed watching last Sunday's uh, Elder Scrolls Championship Series tournament, and I know Ray Ray, you had a huge part in putting that together. Uh, yeah, yeah, me and uh, Ian Bits with yeah. uh, with the I, uh, primary architects. I, 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 it was one of the best Elder Scrolls Legends tournaments I've seen in a long time, and. Um, I, I thought like it was cool to see new names in the community doing well. Uh, the the last match against CVH and Valerie Cry that series of games was just like super entertaining. And I mean, mm -hmm. I think it was the first time I've seen a live legend stream beating the the drop farms in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is always good. There's another one in twelve hours. Is there really? Yeah, December season. Nice. Yeah. I, I'll be in class all day tomorrow. But um, I, I just I thought it was an absolute blast to watch. And and it, but you know what I, I found interesting? I, I took um, all three of the decks that Valerie played in the finals onto the ladder when I was streaming on Monday because I was like I want to try these out. And when I was playing them, what I realized is like this was like some serious like meta gaming, right? Like these were decks that were designed to beat 
the expected field in the tournament. And, and I really appreciated that, that like the tournament came down to three uh, really strong like meta decks net, you know, that, that CVH was playing and three really like teched out choice uh, choices to fight against the field. And I thought it was mm -hmm. just a really great clash. It, it had all the makings of just like a classic tournament for any game. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I haven't really, I haven't had time to watch it back, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I, I remember, I, I do remember watching it at the time and just the general vibe, um, the atmosphere, people seem to be enjoying themselves and mm -hmm. yeah, I would, I, I would, I would echo your sentiment that it was, that it was a good tournament, not in terms of like, you know, praising myself, but just the players, the decks, the casting, Casting was great. Yeah, um, yeah, I, lo I, lo I love that stuff. I thought it was wonderful. Hey, yum yum! I would post that link if I knew how. Did yeah. I fix it? I I got it, and no, it wasn't. Can... It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't that one. Yum yum! I can see the. I can see the. That's link. the one where Ian rolled it. This is the one where he was uh, spectating me. So Ian would have been AFK, and it's Narazuri who uh, rolls me. Well, as a huge fan of like watching esports, like I want to say, Ray Ray, like great job, Ian Bits as well, great job with your, for, for everything you did for that, and it was really nice to have the Elder Scrolls Legends Championship Series back. Yeah, uh, you're welcome, and thank you. It's it's nice to be, yeah. you know, thanked for things like that. But like, I just want it to be there. I want tournaments to be there, and. It was it just um, not more than anything, but like one of the bigger things was there was a yeah, as you said, it was beating the the drop farms that people cared more about that than fifty soldiers maybe <laughs> and actually engaged in chatting. I think that's that's a pretty good way to measure something. I agree. So, we're all playing Wolf Tribal next season, right? No. <laughs> the fuck's wrong uh, with you, <laughs> Sorry, I'll I'll take a hard I'll pass. Be, I'll be busy thinking about that smooth segue for the next month. I think. Yeah. I'll play Wolf Tribal <laughs> when Alpha Wolf is uh, is meta. That's so. So we've got we've got the wolf we've got the wolf wolves. Yeah. So let, let, let's 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 uh what's it called? Um. Do the thing. Let's. Fuck. English. Theory. Entertain craft? it. Is that is that for the word sec. you're looking yeah. for? It wasn't. Uh, it was like, uh, <laughs> take it more seriously than one otherwise would. I can't think of the word for that right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate. Yeah. That. So there's. There's young wolf. Yeah. There's alpha wolf. There's yeah. new. There's new wolf. <laughs> there is. <laughs> so there, and, and and there's the the support, right? And right. Wolf, wolf prison. And you're forgetting the most important wolf of all, like the only playable wolf, right now. What's all the time? Reflective automata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was gonna say like the the fake wolves and sorry the real wolves and then the fake wolves. Yeah. That's, that's the, the only, realest that's the of the wolves because that's a wolf in wolf's clothing. 
Well, is that also is that a good boy as well? Well, of no, course he's a good boy. It's a great question. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, I feel like the, I mean, in, I hate to take this seriously for a moment, but I feel like the best, the most likely way to pull off a win with those cards is the same way you try to win with all janky monk cards, which is by just shoving Master of Thieves and Thieves Den into your deck and hoping you get lucky. <laughs> So like the like, like the animal deck shell, I guess. So I guess it's just it's just a mid it's a, it's a mid range deck, right? Yeah, so yeah. It doesn't get too interesting. I mean, what about that? Just that card by itself in a deck, like as a creature that attacks and gets this, value this, over. This 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 is turn. what I said to Justin <laughs> before before we went live today. I said, mm-hmm. are you really excited for the bigger daring cut purse without prophecy? Because when you when you have nothing else on the board, no interaction, mm-hmm. cut purse is a 2-2 two, two for 2 that grows by half its size in terms of stats when it hits somebody. This is a 4-4 sure. four, four for 4 that technically grows in, in stats and size by half when it hits somebody. Now, granted, it is split across two targets, right? So they'll have to potentially deal with it multiple ways. Uh, but it also doesn't have prophecy. Uh, and that's and that's it. So unless you already have something on the board to take advantage of the passive stat gain, it's a pretty mediocre card. And if you're having something on the board, then that means that you have to play with what are likely some pretty sub-optimal cards in order to take advantage of it. I'm not saying you can't win with it. Um, you know, Ian's been winning with Animal Monk, but I think that's just on the strength of, like, mid-range monk in general as a way. It's not necessarily that, like, it's the animals are super sweet or OP or anything. It's just, like, Ian's a great player and mid-range is mid-range. mid-range you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, the card by itself, like, I don't even think it's the uh, you know in the top three four drops in that attribute <laughs> and so sure. like at that it's, point it's like pretty, pretty stiff competition to be fair right and i mean I, I it would be much better in some other attributes sure but what, what are we what are we looking at like uh i know cloud rest and hive defender are you looking black dragon is your I, next one i mean yeah i would think black dragon's yeah. probably better um yeah. it doesn't it, i don't think it counts because it's Sure, yeah. it it's, still unique, four right? it's still a four drop. It still competes. Certainly, so that's, not, that's nine auto includes. Rift and Lawkeeper, I think, sees some play, but it wouldn't see play in the same decks as this. That's for sure. No, it certainly wouldn't. Look, I like it just because, like, I mean, look, like, I understand it competes for like a slot that's super occupied already, but I mean, it, the power level is is high. You know, I mean, this is a, a card that makes more cards. For it passes the vanilla test, you know, four four for four is reasonable. Like yeah. uh, I I like it's, this card. It's it's good, but not good enough, I think. But that doesn't mean that it couldn't be in the future, or that uh, you know, we're just a little bit of pill for synergy away from something. It's better. What than if it got the, what, what if it had the what if it had the blood magic lord upgrade, um, where it was uh, summon and pilfer? Then it would be incredibly strong, and it would need to cost at least five. There's no way you get yeah. a 6-6 six, six worth of stats for four that also has Pelfer upside. Yeah. It reminds me of the old... That would, doing that would make it remind me of the power level of the old Skywatch Vindicator. <clears throat> or even, like, Solrus Marshall hey. territory. Like, old yeah. Solrus Marshall. 
Yeah. Okay, so Vindicator used to be good, did it? I missed I missed things, it would appear. Well, when he says like old, he means like closed beta Skywatch Vindicator territory. Oh, was it that uh, long ago? It was that long uh, ago. I don't think public's ever seen that one. My bad. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, God damn it, dude. <laughs> but yeah, like it's well, just how did, how did it look? Are you allowed to talk about it? I don't Almost certainly not. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know like how the NDA works after the fact, sort of thing. But yeah, we're always extra careful just to be just to be safe. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it's a four four for four, and it's got upside, so it's not bad. I'm not calling the card junk. It's certainly great mm -hmm. in arena. I would love it there. It's, it's an arena powerhouse. Um, in many, in many yeah. ways, it reminds me of uh, like a cost-effective, like bone colossus, right? Like it's still something that is a threat that might leave beh bodies behind. But even then, like bone colossus's strength is that it's on summon and not pilfer. Um, yeah, you know it's it's better than Quinral Burglar just because of the cost. The biggest problem with Burglar yeah. is that you spend six for it, and then your opponent spends four to bolt it, so that like they gain magic a tempo. Whereas with this, you spend four, they spend four. You're not necessarily out anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so basically, you're saying it's not very good. I mean, I think that people will play it, and I think that it will yeah. inspire people to play with it, but I don't think that it's going to be meta-shaping, defining, impacting uh, at all. I think that it'll be really think? good in Arena. What do you think the least... I love, I love that that's become a, almost a pejorative, like, when yeah. analyzing a guy, people are like, it'll be good in Arena. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. That's Just say it's crap, man. <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you think the, the least powerful least impactful monthly reward card has been i i mean i have my I, I have my answer but i'm curious what you guys think i don't actually know what they all are to be honest the like, least impactful yeah so i only i only know the like the card pool as it exists i'd have to like what are what are they um let me see if i can find a way to organize them my answer is battle reeve of dusk yeah, I mean, Battle Reef of Dusk was immediately what I thought of, but the only reason I started to pause, Justin, is because at least that caused people to experiment. You know, the first day of the new season when that card was released, I hopped on the ladder to record oh, a game sure. with it, and I and I beat CBH. <laughs> yeah, Battle Reef of Dusk is not good, but yeah. it also inspired a lot of experimentation. I think people forget about that first, like, two-day two window. Two days yeah. was, like, all it got, but there yeah. was, like... The first two days of the ladder, it was nothing but, like, random keywords all over the place. Oh, hang on. No, this is this is a high elf. This gets used in Thelmore or TK. This is already seeing play. What? <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't, I, I didn't know Stampede Sentinel was a monthly reward. Stampede yeah. Sentinel is the reason I built Midrange Crusader all those months ago. Okay, you can't be damaged by actions or supports. Yeah. So, so Dark Rift can't hurt you. Battle Reeve of Dusk is awful. Conjuration Tutor sees some niche play because of how it works with Alter. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a little Elsewhere bit. Elsewhere Lookout's mm. also up there. That's actually... Yeah. That's what, what not, I was... Elsewhere Lookout, not good in Arena. <laughs> or anywhere. 
it's not good in arena yeah. because you can't pull it off but I'll, I'll say this i did more experimenting with lookout than i did with battle reva dusk yeah <laughs> because i I, were, I was desperate to try to get a youtube clip of uh letting it survive for a turn and then putting something like dawnbreaker or heirloom greatsword on it um, yeah i've had it in the 30s before it was good yeah but like the hundreds of ranks it's cost me trying to replicate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not worth it. My man, dude, I love hearing shit like that. <laughs> yeah, Sm so Smuggler's Hall sees it's you know it's not an unreasonable pick in arena, and it sees play in some swindlish market decks. It used to see a lot of play. So back when Action Assassin, yeah, was a legit deck. That was one yeah. of your finishers. I agree. Uh, Char's Breeding Pit sees virtually no play. Was uh, that a... I would feel ripped off. That card stinks. Char's Breeding Pit? Well, yeah, because I, I, I've i never looked at the these cards grouped like this before. Like in yeah. the Collection Manager, you click on Promotional. Yeah, when you click Promotional, it shows you Madhouse Collection and the monthly mm -hmm. reward cards. <laughs> it's yeah, weird. Because like, Dushnik, Dushnik Yarl is low-key goat like yeah it's not even it's super good it's really good <laughs> it's super yeah. good it does a yeah, lot of things you wanted to do it's an orc it's I have this, got utility it pings i've killed people I have, with it i have this theory about charis breeding pit actually which is that when charis breeding pit was designed that there was a time when like charis reaper was played on the ladder you know uh, and I, I have to wonder if they don't design ahead far enough that Char's Breeding Pit was designed in response to that because it came out what like May of last of last year, and Char's Bre Char's Reaper was played on the ladder like in the fall of twenty what the fuck year is it twenty sixteen? That's my theory. It, it is, it's it's only one of two ten cost actions, isn't it? They're both in agility. Is that right? Because it's real bad. No, it's not. It's not that bad. But it's much better with sheer point. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's not. It's not awful. I can imagine a world where it's better than it is now. Uh, was, it, pure was, was that the question? Like, which one's been the least impactful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the answer has to be Battle Reef of Dusk. I don't know. I've seen it in play. The, I've seen it in play more than Protector of the Main. Because people didn't even Battle. experiment with Breeding Pit. Yeah. That's true. You know what? I, I recorded a video hyping it up, and then my fucking computer died the next day. <laughs> that was that was when that happened, I think. It's, yeah, that's true. I won so cool, I won the cool. first Elder Scrolls Championship Series tournament with Charis Reapers in my deck. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hey, there was a time when, uh, like, Felon SD Reaver used to be considered a staple in Archer, too. I mean, it was usually just, like, as a one-of, but... Yeah. Because like, like I have to, I have to turn on Soul Sight because I've dusted like all the bad ones. Because well, I, uh, I, so I prefer premium commons than like owning epic. Heroic, heroic rebirth, I remember, was a cause of quite a con lot of consternation in um when it was released. Yeah, I'm still angry about it. I get more People... angry as it go as time goes on because it gets more random. I won two games on the ladder with that on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've had quite a lot of fun with it too. To be honest, like I wouldn't say it was. Yeah, it's know, not good. But... It's not. It's not part of the A team. But like, if you yeah. have the support set up, it turns out like an endless stream of 
legendary creatures is actually pretty sick. Yeah. I've, de I've de def definitely had some good times with that. It's cool, though. You know, I have to say, looking through all of these monthly reward cards, like, I feel like these are all cards that I try to build with, right? And that, I mean, that means that once a month, like, I'm engaged building new decks. And I like that. I mean, you, you know, you mentioned Protector of the Main. Protector of the Main was a huge presence in the meta for a while because like, it came out, like, it the same out. time that... Uh, Control Monk was everywhere. Right, because it came out, like, within a week of Eclipse Baroness coming out. And Control Monk took over for a while. Yeah. So, Maricon speaks up in chat and gives us a little developer insight. He says, Agility, oh, agility has Magicka Reduction, but at the time, not many high-cost cards. So, Breeding Pit was meant to provide another high-cost option. In other words, trying to sneak in ways for cards like Thieves Guild Recruit to be relevant. So, that, oh, cool. that makes sense. He says it was to help solidify what attributes are about. So, that there is your developer awesome. insight. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Rad. Thanks for stopping by, Maricon. Thanks for answering that. Yeah, likewise. That because uh, that's something that I actually really do engage with, coming from like a magic background. The um, yeah, uh, class and attribute just identity. You know, what, yeah. what they do, what what they do, right, and and whatnot. Because is there anything that that kind of breaks that? No, they've done a pretty good job, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I really like the division of like that's one of my favorite things about new sets coming out. And I think we've talked about this before, is seeing what abilities are divided. You know, what new abilities when new abilities are added to the game are divided amongst what colors. Griffin Gasp uh, asks if we spoiled the entire set tonight. Uh, we did. Yeah. I'll put it up yeah, go on screen again. Are you ready? Yeah. Go ahead and show everybody the whole set again. So this is uh, an image of everything revealed. Yeah. In case you were wondering. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. It's riveting. Yep. Take your screenshots now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm told again, I don't know why it keeps happening, that people are seeing a technical hmm. difficulties please stand by screen. That's weird. Uh, which is weird. It's... I apologize, but we'll try to get that sorted out. It's probably the Russians. Yeah. I can't. I can't imagine difficulties and this podcast even being in the same sentence. <laughs> you weren't here last week and my computer blue screen and shut it down. I forgot about I, that. I was. I was. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, I was enjoying myself. Good question, Nasdaq. Maybe Maricon can sort it out for us. We speculate that it will negate last gasp effects because I imagine it will function similar to exile versus yes. destroy. But we haven't been officially confirmed. Right. Given this is pretty pretty clutch on whether or not this card is going to be as good as I want it to be. Yeah. Given the Magic the Gathering pedigree of some of the developers, it would not shock me. Yeah. No, oh, Kaniac says he was able to see the set. So maybe it's a localization thing. Like, your country might be blocking broadcasts from the United States. <laughs> that makes sense. I know that we have a lot of German viewers, so maybe Merkel mm -hmm. and Trump are still fighting <laughs> come for the tassel stay for the political jokes we, we you know we try not to get into it but like every week we can't yeah. help ourselves <laughs> it, it wouldn't be so like i'm not even really what i would consider like a huge activist but it's just so easy like it's not even yeah, yeah. i feel like i owe it to the world to it like demonstrate that i am not my <laughs> 
in line with my president. <laughs> oh, I mean, actually, no, I'm not going to go there. Assassination jokes are way less funny. Yeah, especially since we have to live in this country, man. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the only... Have you seen the yeah, videos of what cops do here? <laughs> yeah, I have. Because, like, in, in Australia, we don't have presidents. We have prime ministers. And right. only one has ever, like, died in office. And yeah. he went for a swim and just went missing. Really? Yeah, there was speculation that he'd, like, joined communists and all this other stuff. I got picked up by a submarine. Hmm. It was quite a time, like 40 years before I was born. Hmm. We've had four assassinations in like eight or ten attempts. That we know about. <laughs> right. It's pretty good innings. Yeah. Sick. Good times. So, I guess I guess we should. I mean, we've been informally doing it, but I guess we should officially hit the hard, yeah, hard hitting questions from the audience. Yeah, <laughs> I can start off with Hoonding. Uh, well, it's Australia. Things just kill you, don't they? Kinda. There's a lot of things that can kill you. Yeah. Um, I generally just like do my best to not get killed. Solid advice. Thanks, man. Cheers. But yeah, the interactive part is, is dope. That's why we're here, for the people. <laughs> uh, yeah, any kind of questions you guys got, just, you know. <laughs> um... Don't pick up random spiders. That's pretty sound advice. My cat kills the spiders that are in my house. Uh, sweeping season. Yeah, that wasn't framed as a question, so I won't go into it. But it's a horrible time. I remember your story. That's about the birds, right? Yeah. Where birds, winged demons. <laughs> <laughs> I still definitely flinch whenever like there's any kind of squawking or flapping or yeah. anything bird-like overhead. Yum Yum wants to know what situations or imaginary cards would make you play cast on the time of one of your own creatures. Okay, I mean, there's the easy one that I mentioned earlier, right? Like, you have... You're playing Assassin. You're at six life. Your opponent has four 2-2 two, two creatures in the board, and you control a uh, Daring Cut Purse. And you're library is four cards three of which are lightning bolts and one of which is a daring cut purse <laughs> in that case casting in the time your daring cut purse is the right play yeah but didn't didn't you yeah. didn't you just say that you're an assassin so how are you playing cast in the time i stole yeah, I, I got it up at telvani arcanist oh, okay so yeah, uh shout right out to the adventures of dust he said this earlier so i want to make sure he gets full credit but what he had proposed was that you play Dragon Mound, and then you cast into time all of the bad dragons, so you only draw the good ones left in your deck. That's good advice. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you can't do it on Dragon Mound, and your decision to play it, but... 
A card can only do so much. Dude, on uh, on Friday on the Bethesda stream, Pete and I did arena an arena run, and I was super nervous, super nervous, because like I cannot help myself and will pick the weirdest, dumbest cards when I'm drafting an arena, right? Because I I want to win one game, right? But I, I because I couldn't help myself, uh, we picked Dragon Mound. And then we picked two rune archaeologists, and we picked a treasure map because I was like, "We're doing, we're going, we're doing this." <laughs> and uh, we ended up going seven wins, but the two games we lost were the only two games where we played Dragon Mount. <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's great. It's almost like it says that. an awful lot about Dragon Mount. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> you know what? I honestly can't wait for though. Yeah. I can't wait for. Christmas. No, I'm not at all a Christmas <laughs> fan. I can wait. Okay. All, all Me neither. I want a big pack-based Oblivion expansion with lots of Daedra, and I want yeah. a neutral card that's basically Dragon Mound, but for Daedra. And then I want like a custom game mode where you can play Dragons versus Daedra. Right? Like, think Hearthstone Tavern Brawl style thing, but it's it's like that yeah. for Elder Scrolls. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I agree. That would be pretty cool. And yeah, Kaniac, I agree. Pete's a great player. That sounds real elaborate. I uh, I hadn't thought that far ahead. That is cool. I'd like that, I'd like that too. Yeah, I think I, that... I, think I just... You, there you go. So one of the things that Yum Yum had asked as well was what kind of imaginary cards would make you want to do it. So <clears throat> it would be kind of cool if they had if they had some sort of like parasitic thing, right? Like maybe it's a support card or something that like gave you benefit for banishing your own cards, but then they also threw in some of the uh, some stuff that was like deal one damage for every card of your own that's been banished so far this game or whatever then in those instances you might want to like cast into time your own creatures i'm just thinking out loud right like fun mm -hmm. fun stuff like that that they could do in the future where yeah. <laughs> um, this, this was an imaginary situation yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he said yeah. he said what kind of cards or imaginary cards right so if i'm just like throwing spaghetti at the wall seeing what sticks i could see something where um yeah. banish i could see i could legitimately see a point in the game where banish ends up being a lot more commonplace just in general especially as we talk about um like a planes of oblivion style yeah. expansion and like banishing daedra and all sorts of stuff right like yeah uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if at some point we see a uh, support card that says something like if you have no cards in your deck, win the game. A laboratory maniac. Right, exactly. Yeah, that could be... Yeah. You know what else would be just interesting? If Banish does become more commonplace, it would be kind of cool if they had like a soul... Like a soul net thing, right? Where it's like if a card of yours would be Banished, instead put it in your discard pile or something. I'm just thinking about like other future Banish interactions if it were to become more commonplace. Ways that you could interact with the mechanic. <laughs> I think what yeah, this game really sure. needs is a, is a Chains of Mephistopheles support card. <laughs> you know what this really needs? It needs Ensnaring Bridge, but for yeah. uh, the Shadow Lane or something. Let me uh, cut and it paste really the, the rules text of Chains of Mephistopheles in, in, into the chat and see if anybody understands what this does. You know, it sounds kind of silly, yeah. but like 
ensnaring bridge could never happen in a traditional uh existence in this game right because of the lane format and because of the power of the card but if you were to purposefully always limit it to one lane i could actually see an ensnaring bridge style mechanic working and if you guys are not familiar ensnaring bridge is an artifact for magic the gathering that said creatures cannot attack you in, if their power is, I think it's equal to or greater than the number of cards in your hand. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is that in Magic, you could forcefully keep your hand size small so that things couldn't attack you. But in this game, what's interesting is with the rune mechanic, the more you attack somebody, the more cards you feed them. So you do kind of give them this counterbalance. You give the, the player who's supposed to be like choked by the card if you will uh a way yeah. around it which i think is kind of interesting and because of the two lane mechanic i also think that there's a lot more room for balance if you were to say like only the field lane or only the shadow lane or something so i think that could yeah. Yeah, some, okay. some version of that i think could exist because yeah. because there, there isn't really like a discard outlet either like if you've like over, overdrawing is a very real concern uh, i don't know about you guys but a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is an interaction that uh, is maybe ordinary to some, but it uh, blew my mind a little bit. You know, the, you know the the green support hidden trail. Yeah. Plus four magicka. Um, it's like friendly creatures get plus one bosso. All field lanes are shadow lanes. I didn't know that the summon effect is that that lasts. Forever. Even if even if the support's destroyed, all lands are shadow lands. Yeah. For forever. Yeah. Um, you know that I I learned how that card worked a while back because it actually saw some play right before uh, Dark Brotherhood came out. Ah, uh, okay, right, right. Um, like a monk tokensy kind of thing, maybe. Something dumb and aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. Suppress Sensei. cast into time. Fyderick, you can't cast suppress on a fucking Iron Atronach. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to silence it so you can target it with cast into time, suppress is not the card to use. Because <laughs> there, there aren't there. Are there any combos with it? Like, is there anything to to card that you can do with it? Not really. With cast there... at the time? Not really. Is, is, is there is there any card that puts a card from play into your deck? Oh, we tried. We talked about this no, when we tried to hand. figure it's out all... when we tried to figure out how to turn a sweet roll into a creature with Mechanar. We figured yeah. out ways to put cards from our hand into our own deck with Galen. But I don't know that you and, can put it and, into your opponent's deck. Yeah. Cast sure. out, cast out, or um, uh, what is it? Close call and Galen can put anything into your deck, but you can't put cards into your opponents. Yeah. So, I mean, you can like you can barter it to them, but right. they have to decide to do it. I, I know I've said <laughs> it before, and I know that the card is crazy powerful in a game like this, but. There is a part of me that still wants uh, the one that's take target creature and put it on top of your opponent's deck. That, yeah. That, that card has to cost like eight or something because that is brutal. But 
I, I'm gonna make a huge actually. Tempo is crazy. I'm gonna make a huge leap here. That I think that the next pack-based expansion will include some kind of sub-theme, at least a couple cards that put cards on top of players' decks. I feel like that's the inevitable evolution of the prophecy system. Because there's so much interesting tension in with the prophecy system and the in the rune system and the ability to put cards on top of people's decks. I, I just think it's it has to happen sooner rather it's than later. It's either that or something with like rune replacement. Mm. Yeah. Well, because we we got we got a start of it with uh, Clockwork Heart. Right. So that that design space has been explored. Um, yeah. I meant uh, rune replacement in terms of the effects, like. Right, like, like uh, our crabs, like the fire rune, ice rune type yeah. things we talked about. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Like, 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 like the spells in uh, the Elder Scrolls role-playing games. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> cool, yeah. The, the, the the flavor works. I wondered how 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 would that work? Like, if if it gets broken like it would it would deal an effect like a fire rune would well like the what, fire like, rune like let's say you know replace the next your next rune with a fire rune and the fire rune uh -huh. says that you know and usually when a rune breaks like uh you draw a card and if it does prophecy you play it instead if a fire rune breaks the source of that damage takes five damage so uh -huh. yep so like it blows up in the, it blows up in their face right right that'd be that'd be cool and it's so much easier to implement uh, in a, through a digital media as well. Mm. And Immo Immortal King said, "Ice runes, shackle creature." That, mm. Yeah, I was trying to think of Agility, something. Something uh, icy. Right, you could have like a nature rune that curses them. Right, like that would be the agility version. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking that'll finish off, but I think curse is probably. I think, well, because curse, like, finish off means they would already have to be wounded. Curse makes sense, and it's in the theme. Um, mm. you, you could also have uh, the endurance one would probably be more expensive to play, but it would mummify whatever hit it. And uh, willpower is probably destroyed, but it's also, um, again, probably more expensive, but it, it's one of those, like, you know, you know you're going to get piercing javelin, but they can then exploit that and hit with the one one or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. Well, I was thinking it would go wider, but less damage, kind of like fireball or firestorm the lane. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you could do anything. You know, I, I, I just I think that the possibilities are endless there. So I don't I don't want it to get lost. Uh, Nasdaq asked earlier a uh, question for the interview. What's the first deck you tried to make premium? I've never done that. Shocker. Yeah, I soul trap all my premium cards. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I kid. I really I really like premiums. I'll happily answer that. Uh, first was orcs. Uh, second was what would be the closest thing to it would be like support mage but it was just a really bad deck that didn't really have an identity um and then my third one was rage archer the first one i tried to make was time to fight battle mage and i got like 98 percent of the way done and then i went and i started playing assassin heavily and i was like oh shiny and i'll try to make assassin and that one is now most of the way done, but then I said, ooh, shiny, and I started playing Sorcerer, uh, and my Sorcerer deck is all premium now. So, 
I've got like nice. three or four that are mostly done. Like Assassin is just missing uh, a couple of legends and I think more hold traders. Um, Sorcerer's all the way done. But even those worm kings. Even those worm kings. All three Dude, of them. Charmer has premium Gerald. Charmer has premium Gerald foragers. We we crafted uh, them on on stream one yeah. night. I'm really tempted. <laughs> I'm really tempted to make uh, scuttlers. Yeah, the car that does stone nothing. <laughs> uh, it's it's a body. You can put items on it. Uh, so I mean that's that's true. Nasdaq says, uh, <laughs> "Do you think Direwolf is intentionally avoiding hero power slash planeswalker mechanics? Therefore, deck manipulations is the only thing they're willing to design around." To your first point, yes. I I, I imagine that's a Hearthstone thing. I, I never. It is. Yeah. It. If you're not familiar, uh, Ray Ray in Hearthstone there are ten classes, and each class has a hero power that you spend two mana to activate, and they do something, but uh. A bunch of those do like one damage to something on the board in one shape or form right so mm. uh, I know that in the past the developers for this game have said that the the presence of those hero powers oftentimes limits design space because if you want to make a cooler interesting creature but it only has one health nine times out of ten you know it's not gonna see play because with the hero powers when like two-thirds of your classes can just ping it for free without even investing a card into it nobody will play it you know what i mean so yeah i think there's enough class identity without introducing that into it but i it, i feel like it could see um it could see some love in tessel perhaps in another way yeah i think it would have to be something from a card like a card would have to to, to give that effect. Yeah. Yeah. I, which I guess, I which I guess is what all cards do in a sense. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, yeah, activated support. <laughs> I was going to say the, the presence yeah. of activated supports, I think already gives them design space to say like here, make your own like hero power. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like they're used once a turn, they're usually, uh, expensive or at least, yeah. Yeah. They, they're usually, they're usually expensive. Um, so I think I, th I, th I think they're quite balanced as well. Although I really hate being soft locked by support mage. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I've kind of stopped playing support mage since it got you know a lot more popular. Now I'm yeah. I moved on, I've moved on to support crusader. <laughs> okay, like uh, rage rage kind of vibe. I mean, with or without rage. I'm really just looking to do dumb shit with Volandrum. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um. So, uh, interesting question that I know yeah. I know how this is going to go, but we're going to go down this rabbit hole anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, Redbeard asks, what do each of you like to put on your burgers? I'll start with Justin. I don't eat meat. <laughs> I'll, I'll go, go next. Uh, it has been over two years since I've had a burger. Yeah. So not a lot. Yep. 
so I guess it's up to me to spice up this party. Uh, <laughs> I am quite poor and I will eat anything. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> These are all great answers. <laughs> but I was a chef for like 10 years. And if I had a choice. Yeah. Really, I really like lamb. Man. I really like lamb. That's fair. Although, you know, I, there are some really good vegetarian options in terms of, like, uh, I think zucchini works particularly well for, uh, yeah. oh, I love for veg- vegetable patties. Oh, I agree. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. I've had some, some, some black bean patties that were really good. Yeah. I don't like black beans, man. I can't get behind it. It's good, man. It's good. I legitimately uh, feel like... Popular around my way. Like you know, mush- mushroom and Swiss, you know? I like to do that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. This is a question about Meldex here. Okay. Uh, Hoonding says, uh, do you think Direwolf is deliberately designing the game in such a way that Meldex won't be feasible? I.e. cards like Journey to Sovereign Guard, Skiva Infestation, Elusive Schema. <clears throat> so I, I've won one game in the history of pl- my playing Legends by... No, nah, actually, that's not true. For the longest time, it was one, and then lately playing Support Mage, I've done it a few more times. But I've only won like two or three games ever by drawing out my opponent's deck. Like it's just really hard, and I think that, like it's it's a bad business move, which is crazy. I was thinking about this, but like fifty card decks, like it, if you're gonna have your opponent draw out your deck on the mobile client, like you're gonna kill like thirty three percent of their battery in that amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, like, that's it, true. It, and you know, long just, lo- long games where you lose. In a yeah. way that's not interactive, yeah. is just not very fun. Yeah, even even more so. Like I'll go a step further, right? Yeah. I'm an old Magic player. I loved playing Mill. I went to a standard tournament tournament where I played a Snow White deck, where I had mm-hmm. more draws on the day than I had wins or losses. Right? Was this uh, Proclamation of Rebirth or whatever? No, like this was like uh, Martyr Proc. No, there was, um, like, basically the entire deck was, like, Wrath of Gods, Fogs, and Life Gain, and then there was, like, mm-hmm. this giant that you could use to, uh, stick him back on top of your library, and you literally just, like, waited your opponent out, and hoped they conceded oh. or whatever, right? Like, the one where, like, you skip your next turn and put him on top of your deck? Yes. So you yeah, would literally okay. just be like, alright, I skip my turn, and then, like, you would... But, so anyway... As fun as being an asshole is sometimes, right? And, like, yeah. you can do that in a, in a face-to-face setting, I think, a little bit better uh, in, in a, like, more casual settings. The truth is, that's not the sort of thing you want to proliferate. People aren't going to have fun if the meta is ever in a situation where you're, you go into a game knowing that this is, one, going to take a long time, and two, that it's not going to be very interactive. It's literally just like I'm trying to wait out my opponent. You know what I mean? So I don't think that they're ever looking for... Like, if they do start supporting True Mill, you'll see it be pretty aggressive. It'll be like, put 10 cards in your graveyard or Mm. something like that. But uh, in that case, I don't think that... So one, like Journey to Sovngarde... Uh, isn't going to stop that. 
because that's one card out of your deck and if they mill that then you're hosed anyway so i don't think that the existence of those cards is them saying like we don't want it to be a thing i'm saying it's the lack of cards that actually mill that tells us that they don't want that to be an archetype uh also I, you know, one last thing i saw somebody mention elusive schemer uh elusive schemer doesn't help you stop yeah. milling um, it puts more schemers into your deck, but the minute you play a, uh, an elusive schemer, you draw one. So, right. All it does is create dead draws for you. Um, I will say that like schemer infestation is the kind of card that would exist if mill was a viable strategy. Like, you need counters. You know, you yeah, can't have. I mean, like schemer infestation is not an evidence of it either way, in my opinion. I, I, I actually have been playing quite a bit of Skeever Infestation. Like, you know, being honest with myself, like, I think it was two days ago. Oh, like, I wasn't winning much, but also just wasn't having fun. I was like, oh, okay, I feel, I'm feeling a bit burnt out. Yeah. So I just started playing fun decks. Yeah. I can appreciate <laughs> that. Now I am trying to get back to top X. <laughs> right, right. Hey, I, I I hate to cut this off, but like I, I have to get going. Like I got class tomorrow early as shit and I got a long drive in the morning. Fair enough. Uh you guys are welcome to keep going if you want to, but I have to I have to go to sleep. No, I think we're I'd, gonna I'd kinda of feel like I was cheating. Like it was you know, like <laughs> Yeah. I mean we're also no, no. we're in a good spot to wrap up and if I'm being honest, like I'm dead. Like I, I'm sitting here with a raging headache, so I'm gonna go take some more flu meds and probably pass out. But um, okay. this was obviously fantastic. Ray Ray's always yes. amazing. Yes. So, yeah, thank you, thank you both so much for having me. We, we should have you. If anybody feels like watching some uh, competitive test legends in about 11 hours, check out the TCS channel for the top 32. Absolutely, yes. and uh, we'd love we'd love to have you back. Um, after the expansion drops and you know people have come up with some new decks to have like a discussion about what the meta ended up looking like yeah yeah it will Sounds great. We've, we've got a few ideas on on the boiler actually <laughs> yeah well i was gonna say we also and then i was gonna talk over justin again <laughs> yeah go ahead i was gonna just set proper expectations we've been in talks with and i do not want to miss out on getting uh ian bits on Yes, um, yes. Jelly on and yes. uh, CVH is also open to making a return. So uh, in yes. the near future, look for those people as well. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some pretty cool guests lined up in future weeks. So if uh, one of your favorite streamers or players is coming by, make sure you check that out as well. And you can always find that information out on uh, on our Twitters, I guess. Right. Yeah. Spanish drop guy soon enough. Yeah, we we're within striking distance of one of the one of the drop one of the drop farms right now. <laughs> Excellent, I, I dude. That's my favorite part of the interview with with Matt and AJ was when I said, "Hey, man, so I've streamed like six times now. I'm basically a celebrity, but every time I stream, I get beat by the fucking drop farms." <laughs> so this could obviously drag on. So quick, just quickly, what? Yeah. Do they they get it? Did it? Right. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Short, short answer. Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. We can talk more about it off here if you want to. <laughs> oh no, no, not like that. I just thought uh, I would 
a little for, for, for the audience, you know? They get it. And, and there are plans in, in motion to incentivize watching live streams. So. That's good. Yeah. The, banished, the banished boys leave no stone unturned. That's right. Yeah, we we do our best. That's right. Alright, so I guess we will see you on the ladder, right, gang? We we (laughs) love you all. We'll see you all on the ladder. Thanks for joining us, and stay tuned all week to all all your favorite content creators because there will be spoilers for the next several days. Absolutely. Much love to all and sundry. Also, all sundry as well. Mazel tov. <laughs> Sayonara. Aravidice. Bella note. See, see you later, mate. <laughs> yeah.